because God is good. In the book of Romans, in the book of Romans, the 12th chapter, the whole book of Romans, that 12th chapter is a good book. And I would trust that you would read it in its entirety. But that 12th chapter, Paul writing to the church at Rome, he's dealing really with Christian conduct, with Christian conduct. Most of the time when we read from the 12th chapter, we always talk about and preach about that I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present, y- y'all know that. But right in there's a bunch of good nuggets. Unless I preach too long, I better just deal with just verse number 12. Verse number 12. Notice what verse number 12 says. It says, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation continuing instant in prayer. Take your seats. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. As I was up late last night meditating and uh, reading this passage of scripture, uh, it came to me, the subject matter, and I want to give it to you all today. And it's simply this, what to do when God puts you on hold? What do you do? What to do when God puts you on hold? Now, if you're like me, I don't like to be put on hold. It is so frustrating to call and have to hear a voice recording. First of all, that if you want English, press one. If you want Spanish, press two. You press one. Then you get another recording. Option one, option two, option three, option four, option five, option six. And by the time you get to six, you have to hang up and call back again because you forgot option two and three. And then after you finally push what option you want, there's another recording that at this current time, we are busy. And at least some uh, companies are quite considerate because they'll tell you how long you'll be on hold. Please hold. The next available representative will be with you in 33 minutes click because the call is not that important but what do you do Kari when God puts you on hold we've been facing some 
challenging times lately. All throughout the pandemic, over a year and a half, life, we had to adjust to life. Many have been sick. Many have gone on to be with the Lord. Many of us had to face problems, difficulties, troubles, trials, and tests. Some even experienced trauma, ordeals, and pain. But I have good news because the believer, the child of God, we have an overcoming resource. Because this text that I read here today, it informs us on how to conquer the trials of life and how to hold on while we're on hold. Somebody, you've come to church today. You've been praying. You've been fasting. You've been waiting for God to speak to you. You're in the valley of decision. And you feel like God has placed you on hold. Well, I'm glad you came to church today. And I'm glad you signed on to Zoom because with the help of this text and with the help of God, I'm going to try to tell you what to do while you are on hold. Well, the first thing that Paul tells us, and I'm glad that when you read the word, that God's word is forever alive, even though we know he's writing to the church at Rome. But I want you to know he's writing to St. Luke today because every time I open the word of God, God's word is quick. God's word is powerful. God's word is always alive. And so the first thing that Paul tells us that when we are on hold, the first thing the believer is to do is to rejoice in hope. Now, you do understand that our hope as a believer is in God. You see, God's presence and God's concern and God's care is what gives us hope while we are on hold. Because we know that God will do two things, one of two things. And what is that? Simply God will either remove the trial or he'll deliver us through the trial. You see, God don't always remove the problem, but God, uh, he allows us to deal with the problem. I believe it was Apostle Paul said three times I asked the Lord to remove this thorn in my flesh. And three times he said, my grace is sufficient. And we know that we do not face trials alone and that no situation is hopeless. Somebody, you need to hear that today. And you may say, Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through or what I'm experiencing. Well, I want you to know as long as you are a child of the Most High God, Your situation is not hopeless. You know, we as believers, we must be eternal optimists 
We've got to know that our hope is in God. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and his righteousness. And I dare not trust no sweeter, sweeter frame, but totally lean on Jesus's name. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All of the grounds are sinking sand. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. Are you here today? Are you here today? And then I hear scripture says, beloved, think it not strange that while you are on hold, don't don't think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. But he says, but rejoice in as much as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, and I need somebody to know God's going to reveal his glory, and when his glory is revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. How many of y'all know God's getting ready to reveal his glory? I dare you not to hang up. I challenge you not to quit because God is getting ready to reveal his glory. And not only does our text tell us that we are to rejoice in hope, but it also says that we as believers, we are to endure trials. Now you have to understand that the word patient in the text It means to endure. It means to remain. It means to persevere, to abide. It means to bear up bravely. You see, the believer is to experience a surge of fortitude, uh, a surge of strength and courage and determination from Christ. When our trials and our difficulties uh, confront us, don't let the devil beat you all over your head. Don't go run and hide because God will give his children a surge of strength. He'll give you a surge of power. God will give you a surge of determination. And that's what somebody you need here today. You just need a surge of strength. You just need a surge of determination. You just need a surge of courage. But I want you to know that if you just endure your trial, that after a while, God will show up. And when God shows up, have I got a witness that he'll show out? Have God showed out for somebody lately? Don't make me pass the mic because I think we'll be here too long, Sister Diane. But I believe that God have shown up. Unless I preach too long, then he tells us in our text that not only are we to endure our trials, but he says that the believer is to continue in prayer. 
You see the phrase continuing instant in prayer. It just simply means to give constant attention to. It means to be devoted and attentive to. It means to give unceasing care to. It means to wait steadfastly upon. And it simply means to just keep holding on. How many of y'all know prayer is uh, the key? I said prayer is uh, the key. And men ought to what? Always pray and uh, never faint. We used to sing a song. I know what prayer can do. Prayer has brought me through. And then it asked the question, what about you? Do you know what prayer can do? I think I'm talking to some folk that know. Come on here, somebody. I'm talking to some folk that know what prayer can do. Prayer can do more than fighting can do. Prayer can do more than cussing can do. Y'all ain't going to help me here. Prayer can do more because we have his assurance that if you call on me, he said, I will answer you. And not only will I answer you, but I will show you great and marvelous things. And so Paul tells us, we got to rejoice in hope. We have to be patient in tribulation and we must continue in prayer. But then I discovered something else as I began to read throughout that particular chapter. And there's some other things that I've discovered is that when he puts us on the hold, it's very important that we watch our words. Look at your name and say, neighbor, watch your words. You got to watch what you say. Because like a small rudder on a big ship, what you say determines your direction. Did you not know that life and death is in the power of the tongue? In other words, it's what you say. Be careful what you say. When God puts you on hold, be careful talking about how broke you are. Because I need to tell you, the more you say you're broke, the broker you become. Stop talking about how sick you are. Because the more you talk about your sickness, it seems as though the sicker you become. But how many of y'all know that healing is the children's bread? Instead of saying that I'm sick, start speaking healing in your life. Start speaking the word of God on your sickness. That he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Somebody ought to declare in this place that with his stripes, I'm already healed. Look at your name and say, I feel better already. You got to say it. You got to say it. You got to confess it with your mouth. Watch what you say when God puts you on hold. 
Not only must you watch what you say, come on here, but we also must be careful of our thought process. I'm going to say it again. Be careful of your thought process. You know, somebody once says that my mind is a garden. My thoughts are the seeds. My harvest will either be flowers or weeds. It's all about your thought process. The Bible said, as a man thinketh, so is he. And that's why it's important that while you are on hold, you let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You know what my daily prayer is? Every morning that I wake up, I pray, Lord, keep my mind. Somebody, somebody ought to put your, put your hand on your head and say, Lord, keep my mind. Switch hands, switch hands, Lord, keep my mind. Because if you're not careful while you are on hold, the devil will try to make you feel like you getting ready to lose your mind. But I come today to declare in this place that the devil is a liar. I'm not going to lose my mind. Come on, confess it. I'm not going to lose. I don't care how saved you are. I know you love God with all your heart. I know you've been faithful to God. But the devil will try to convince you that you're getting ready to lose your mind. But I come to declare, Melba, I don't care how y'all think I done already lost my mind. I'm not going to lose my mind. And then not only while we're on hold, we, we, we have to think about our thought process, but also we need to ask God to help us control our emotions. Oh, y'all don't want to hear no preaching here today. There's good meat here. We need to ask God to help us control our emotions. If we would be, be transparent for just a few seconds, there come a time when it just seems like our emotions are all over the place. You might not let nobody know it, but if you talk to some people long enough, come on here. If you talk to them longer than three minutes, you're going to know that their emotions are all over the place. That's a trick of the enemy. Come on. I said, that's a trick of the enemy. He'll have you crying one minute and then he'll have you laughing another minute. You feel good one day, but then the very next day you in a state of depression. Lord, help us while we are on hold to control our emotions. Yes, Paul says, be glad for all that God is planning. He says, be patient in trouble and prayerful always. 
I may not understand what God is doing in my life. Have anybody ever just said, God, now I don't know what you're doing, but whatever you're doing, I sure wish you showed me. Uh, do I have any show me for God, please? I, 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 I need you to kind of put it on a big screen for me. I might be able to hold on just a little while longer, but we've got to rejoice because of God's plan. God says, I know the plan that I have for you and my plan is to what prosper you and my plan is to get you to an expected end. Can I help y'all complain and don't do nothing but magnify our problems? And when I walked up into church, I saw Brother Chris, amen, Brother Carrington, I said, well, he said, how you doing? I said, I said, well, I'm doing all right. I said, wouldn't do no good to complain. And one of them said, yeah, because some folk don't want to hear uh, people always uh, complain. And listen, when you complain and when you mumble and when you begin to grumble, you do nothing but magnify the problem. See, the devil want us to focus on the problem and not the problem solver. But I challenge you here today to start focusing on the problem solver and see what God work it out for you. You see, prayer, prayer turns negative energy into a powerful force of good. And so let's not complain. I hear a song. I've had some good days. I've had some hills to climb. I had some weary days and whatever the rest of the words say. But the bottom line, it ended with that I won't complain. I've had some sick days. Y'all ain't gonna help me here now. I've had some broke days. I've had some confused days. I've had some hurt days. I've had some sick days. But my testimony is I won't I won't complain. Not only do we need to ask God to control our emotions while we are on hold. Well, here's a good one here. We need to learn to look for the humor in whatever we're going through. Someone said, now, Pastor, you done lost your mind. No, I ain't lost my mind. We need to look for the humor in whatever we are going through. Solomon said, he who is of a merry heart has a continual feast. I understand everything's not funny. I understand everything is not funny. I told y'all some time ago about the person who called me and cussed me out. They cussed me on the left side, all the way to my right side, all up front and behind me. I was surrounded with cuss words. And as I sat there, Lady BJ, when they finally got through, all I did was laugh. Why did you laugh, Pastor? I laughed because I said, I didn't know, first of all, that a person knew that many cuss words. And then I laughed because I said, whoa, I got a good cussing out just then. But because of my laughter, they hung up the phone. Now, thank God for Jesus. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for spiritual maturity. 
because I laughed, it threw them for a loop. And they called me the next morning and apologized to me and said, I, that's not the old Gary. Well, I told him, no, you ain't going to get the old Gary. Because if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Sometimes you just got to learn how to laugh. Learn how to smile. Y'all smile. Smile till I see it through your mask. Come on here. Some of y'all ain't smiled all weekend. You just been groping around and just nothing make you happy. And you're just sad and and you say that you're happy, but your face don't show it. If you're happy, tell your face that I'm happy. Come on, smile at me. Every now and then you gotta laugh. Laughter is good medicine. Laughter dispels tension. Laughter lightens the burden. Laughter fills your soul with joy. Can I talk to y'all for a few more moments? Uh, it fills your heart with joy. You know, some of y'all ain't heard yourself laughing so long uh, until if you laugh, it would scare you. But I stop by here to tell you that the devil is a liar. Learn how to find the humor in whatever you are going through. Well, can I put a little scripture on it? When you go to Genesis, the 21st chapter, it tells us, and Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born unto him. And then the next verse says, and Sarah said, God has made me to laugh. God help your folk laugh. God make some of your folk laugh while they are on hold. She said, God has made me to laugh so that all that here will laugh with me. In other words, you ain't laughing at me. You laughing because I'm laughing. And I'm laughing with you because your heart is filled with joy. The Bible said weep with those that weep. And then do what? Rejoice with those that rejoice. And then David picks it up in Psalms 126. And David said, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, he said, we were like them that dreamed. But notice in verse 2, he simply says this. He said, then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. They had so much laughter and they had so much singing until he says that the heathens that were among them, they began to declare the Lord have done great things for them. Y'all don't miss it. You got to get to a point. You got to get to a point where you got to get joy in your heart. 
They know what you're going through. They know what you are experiencing. But when they see that God joy down on the inside of you, when they see you singing and when they see you laughing, even the heathen, even your enemies have to declare that the Lord has done great things. Oh, the Lord's done great things for that sister. The Lord done blessed that brother. I know what they're going through. But God has given them a peace that surpasses all understanding. God has given them a song in their midnight hour. It says, when you laugh, the heathens, they'll have to take note of you. And then because you declare that you are a child of God, they'll sing that the Lord has done great things for you. Well, can I give you another one while you're on hold? You got to appreciate the chance to learn. Come on. Appreciate the chance to learn. You know, the Chinese, they view problems uh, as prospects. In their culture, the character for problems and opportunities is the same. Solomon says uh, that the the diligent make use of everything. Don't waste your valley experience. Come on here. Don't waste what you've been through. Learn. From your experience, regardless to how hard it is. And then you got to remember that some of the world's greatest discoveries and breakthroughs resulted from crisis. You can't run every time you experience something. You can't give up. You can't throw in the towel. You can't let go. Learn from your experience. Yeah, your first marriage might not have worked out. Come on, somebody. But learn from your experience learn from the first child so that when you have the second third fourth fifth sixth seven eight ninth child you you would have learned why y'all laughing well that's okay laughter's good laughter's good learn i'm glad i was able to make you laugh learn from your experience listen god don't see you through what you go through for you not to learn from that experience if you don't do nothing but to but learn not to go that route again, not to do that particular thing again, not to tell that lie again. Y'all ain't going to talk back here to me. You got to learn from your experience while you are on hold. Not only must you appreciate the opportunity to learn, but you got to love unconditionally. Uh-oh. I don't expect y'all to say too much on this part and I don't expect you to laugh either just look at me real serious because we've got to love unconditionally you know some folk and let's just I'm just gonna be honest you don't have to say amen but some folk is just hard to love uh-huh, don't say man I said some folk just hard to love and you see I'm gonna be honest with you Gary Watkins seniors can't love everybody but the God in me can come on here somebody you see but we've got to love unconditionally because I believe that once we understand that problems are caused by people and under pressure is tempting to lash out at people. It's people 
that caused us the problem. Now, if you riding in the car by yourself and you still have a problem with yourself, I ain't talking to you. Yeah, you just need to check yourself. Some of y'all argue with yourself. You talk down on yourself. Ain't nobody talking about you. You talking about yourself. You're talking about how ugly you are. You're talking about how old you look. You're talking about how great. You see, I'm looking this way. You're talking about how great you're getting. You're talking about how fat you are. You talk about yourself. I ain't talking to you. But most of the time, uh, people are the cause of our problems. And under pressure, we will lash out. But the bottom line is, we all make mistakes. Look at your name and say, we all make mistakes. Don't you turn your nose up at me, honey. Don't you throw no stone and you live in a glass five-story house. We all, come on here, we all make mistakes and nobody is beyond redemption. Aren't you glad about that? Hallelujah. Aren't you glad God didn't cut you off yesterday? I didn't say last week. Aren't you glad God didn't cut you off this morning? Nobody is beyond redemption. But we've got to learn how to see people through God's eyes. And later on in this chapter, in verse 21, he said, we got to overcome evil with good. In other words, the more you lie on me, the more you talk about me, the more you try to damage my life, the better I got to be towards you. He said, I got to be courteous when I want to walk past you. And when I want to look you in your eye and roll my eyes at you. Am I in the house here today? The text says uh, you got to be courteous mm, and you got to maintain your dignity while you under pressure. Don't let nobody while you are on hold cause you to lose your dignity. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Don't let nobody make you tie your hair up. Uh, don't make nobody cause you to take your earrings out of your ear don't let nobody cause you to put something on your shoulder and dare them to knock it off the shoulder don't let nobody oh I'm in the house huh? y'all alright come on here uh, y'all passing out on the pews here don't let nobody cause you to draw a line and say I dare you to cross this line somebody ought to say the devil is a liar I'm going to maintain my dignity. I'm going to keep my head up. I'm going to keep my back straight. I'm going to stick my chest out because you, you, if you are getting next to me, you're not going to know it because I'm not going to give you no fuel to put on this fire. Look at your name say, I ain't giving you no fuel to put on this fire because this fire just might get out of control. And so because I know that, I got to learn Love unconditional. Let me hurry to a close. But then not only do I have to love unconditionally, but I got to make peace my priority. Make peace your priority. Don't, I need y'all to hear this here. Don't let your inner man be controlled by outside pressures. I'm going to say it again. Don't let your inner man be controlled by outside pressure. Make 
peace your priority. I read the other day on Facebook. I like to read different sayings that people, it really blessed my heart, those sayings that people post on Facebook. I believe Sister Kim posted something the other day, and it says simply this, ships don't sink because of the water around them. Ships sink because of the water that gets inside of them. Stop worrying about the water that's around you. Stop worrying about your enemy that's just down the street from you. That's not what's going to sink you. What's going to sink you is when you allow what's going on around you to get inside of you. Uh, somebody else shot the devil is alive. Devil is alive. Yeah. Somebody else say, come on up. Come on up. Come on up. Come on. Somebody cover your mouth and cough it up. Cough it up. Make sure you cover your mouth because it done got down in you already. But I got good news. I got good news for you. God is able to bring it on out. God will bring it out before it destroy you. God will bring it out before you lose your mind. God will bring it out before you go off on somebody. Don't let what's going on around you while you are on hold. Don't let it get inside of you. Because if it get inside of you, It'll cause uh, you to become bitter. It'll cause uh, you to be weighed down. How many of y'all know when you go to war, everybody suffers? But when the peace uh, that comes from Christ controls your thoughts, uh, it will restore your perspective and it will create uh, an atmosphere that's conducive uh, to solutions. When you allow the peace of God to reign in your life, God again give you peaceful solutions and then you got to look you must look you must look for a breakthrough from an unexpected source the Holy Ghost said you've been looking in the wrong direction you've been you've been depending on the wrong people come on here you got to look for your breakthrough to come from an unexpected source because the Bible says when you commit our way unto the Lord and when you trust in him the Bible said he shall bring it to pass you ought to tell somebody it's getting ready to come to pass but you got to look for that miracle you got to you got to look for that breakthrough from an unexpected place and don't be surprised when the people and and the circumstances that God sends into your life don't be surprised because they're not who or what you expected you do know that he spoke to Balaam through a jackass he spoke to Moses through a burning bush to get his attention and so 
while you are on hold, I'm, I'm going to finish. You got to look for your breakthrough from an unexpected place. The Holy Ghost said the person you've been depending on, that's not where it's coming from. But how many of y'all know God moves in mysterious ways and his wonders to perform? And then don't be in such a hurry. Look at your name and say, neighbor. Tell them to slow down. Have you ever noticed that the faster you go, the more behind you get? But Jesus said, be patient. Buy your patience. Possess your souls. We've been labeled as the microwave generation for a good reason. It appears that we charge through life like we're on fire. But God, he has his own timetable. You can't hurry God. And God, he cannot be rushed. I'm lying. That he's always, he's always on time. You ought to tell your neighbor, God is always, he's always on time. And you can't hurry, God. I know sometimes it seems like he wait till the last second. But have I got a witness? Do I have anybody up in here that wave? that man and say he's an on time God and then say yes he is he may not come when you want him to come but he's always right on time have I got a witness because God's timing is always the best timing and may I tell somebody something he may be withholding directions from you in order for you to seek him more intently because don't try to skip your relationship with God in order to get to doing don't get wrapped up in lies and schemes trying to push the process because God is more interested in having a relationship with his children he holds the believer's hand and God turns our suffering into a far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory if you just endure ye shall possess your soul I'm glad and I got to go now but I'm glad that I've held on and I got to keep holding on trials great and trials small I got to keep on holding on tell your neighbor neighbor don't let go don't throw in the towel don't give up your miracle is on the way 
tell somebody else you're next in line come on you're next in line I'm not gonna cut you I'm not gonna become jealous I'm not gonna get upset but you are next in line and what I'm going to do I'm gonna keep holding on what I'm going to do I'm gonna keep on praying I'm gonna keep on singing I'm gonna keep on shouting I'm gonna keep on praising God because I know if I hold out until tomorrow everything somebody ought to say everything will be all right I hear brother Andre Crouch as he helps me close this is my testimony also that I've had many tears and sorrows I've had questions for tomorrow and there's been times I didn't know right from wrong, but in every, somebody ought to say, but in every situation, God gave me blessed consolation that my trials, they only come to make me strong. I'm glad that I'm stronger. I'm glad. I'm more determined. I'm glad. I don't want to preach too hard. I'm glad. I got my testimony. I'm glad. I got a song on the inside. He said, I've been to a lots of places. I've seen a lots of faces. But there's been time I felt all alone. But in my lonely hours, those precious lonely hours, Jesus, he let me know that I am his own. He wraps his arm around me. He rocks me in the cradle of his love. He assures me that I'm not alone. Yes. Ah, yes. Come on, Andrea. We got to close. He said, I thank God. I thank God. Anybody feel like thanking God? I thank God for the mountains. I thank him for every valley. I thank him for all the storms he brought me through because if I never had a problem I would never know God could solve them I never know what faith in my God can do but I through it all. Somebody say, through it all. Through it all. I learned to trust in Jesus. I learned how to depend 
on his way. Somebody shout through it all. Through it all. Through all of my heartaches. Through all of my pains. Through all of my suffering. Through all of my illnesses. I've learned to trust in God. I've learned to depend on His Word. Have I got a witness? If you hold on, won't the Lord heal your body? If you hold on, won't the Lord settle your mind? If you hold on, won't the Lord keep you from falling? Hey! 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 I almost, I almost let go. But I, God, held me close. Yes! I almost lost my mind. I almost threw in the towel. But I, he would not die He would not let me go. Yes! Somebody, you ought to tell the Lord, thank you. Thank you. You didn't cut me off. Thank you. When I didn't trust you, thank you. When I doubted you, thank you. When I murmured and complained, God, you stayed there. God, you worked it out. God, even though I'm trying to close, but even though I got my problems, it seems like my problems won't leave me alone. That's all right. Embrace. Come on, embrace. Come on, embrace every trial. Embrace all your troubles. Because I know trouble don't last always. I know if I hold my peace and let the Lord fight my battle, I know that victory shall be mine. When the enemy come in like a flood, I'm holding on. But while I hold on, I'm going to lift up a standard. Yeah! 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 The Lord knows the way you take the Lord knows the road you travel and when God gets through with you when God sing you through the fire when God sing you through the rain when God take you off hold you shall 
Come forth. Tell your neighbor. I shall come forth with pure gold. I shall come forth with a new anointing, a new song, a new dance, new attitude. What do you do when God put you on hold? Ain't nothing you can really do but trust him and live his word. Somebody, you come to church today, you feel like you're on hold. Hold on. Hold on. As pastor of the church, I know some folk been holding on for a long time. But God have answered the call. They talk with a live person. Come on here, somebody. And God has worked it out. I rejoice with whomever. But just keep on holding on. Don't let the devil take your laugh. Don't let the devil play with your emotions. Don't do it. Don't get ahead of God. Don't get ahead of God. That does not mean I sit and do nothing. That ain't what that means. That's not what pastor's saying. But whatever I do, Make sure I hear from God. We can make stuff happen. I can make a whole lot of stuff happen. I can. I mean, I'm not boasting. I'm not bragging. But Diane, I could just make a lot of stuff happen. That don't mean it's the right stuff. But when God opens up a door, when God makes a way. Come on, somebody. The blessings of the Lord maketh rich and it addeth no sorrow. And that rich don't mean six figures in your bank account. I think I, I think I'd let you know that. Because how many of y'all know you can have six figures in the bank? And still be unhappy. Still be lonely. Still be depressed. And still be emotionally messed up. Because money, it can buy a bed. But it can't buy sleep. It'll buy medicine. But it can't buy healing. Now yes, I would like some money. But the love of money is the root of all evil. Every eye closed, every head bow. I don't know who this message was for, but what do you do when God puts you 
on hold. Rejoice in hope. Endure your trials. Continue in prayer. Watch what you say. Watch your thought process. Control your emotions. <laughs> Learn how to laugh. Learn how to laugh. Appreciate the chance to learn from it. While you're going through, don't focus on what you're going through, but ask God, God, what are you trying to teach me about you? Not about this situation. God's got the situation under control. But what are you trying to teach me about you? About mining your relationship. Come on here, somebody. Love unconditionally. Make peace your priority. Look for your breakthrough from an unexpected place. From an unexpected place. Slow down. Don't be in a hurry. Because God's timing is the best timing. It's the best timing. And don't forget, it's not the water that's around the boat that sinks the boat. It's the water that gets inside the boat that sinks the boat. Don't let it get in you. Don't let it get in you. Pastor, I can't swim. Let the word be your spiritual life raft. If you quit kicking and quit swinging, learn how to backflow. Stretch out on his word. Come on here, somebody. And God will see you through. Pastor, how long do you think I'm going to be on hold? I don't know. But I do know if you hold on and if you trust God and acknowledge him in all your ways, listen to him and allow him to direct your path. And I'm done. Preach a little harder than I thought, but I'm done. Nine times out of ten, I want y'all to catch this. The path that we want God to take us through is not the path that he uses. Sometimes we try to figure the path out for God. And then God, I need you to direct me down this center aisle. This is where I want God to take me. I want you, God, to take me down this center aisle. And God has said, no. God will say no. God said, I'm going to take you down this aisle. I'm going to take you down this aisle because you don't even get to stop and take a restroom break. Y'all follow what I'm saying. No pit stops where I'm trying to take you. See, if you go down this aisle, you liable to go out that door and then go out that side door. Take a shortcut to this side of the building. 
And God said, no, I want you to go down this aisle. But God, the door is right here. My car is right here. God said, nope. I want you to go. You on hold. <laughs> you go the way I tell you to go. All right, let me stop. Should have taken the children of Israel seven to ten days to get to the promised land. But because they didn't trust God, the Bible said he had to take them the long way around. Teach them a lesson. Hey, ain't that what I talked about? He had to teach them a lesson. And they stayed there so long until some people died before they learned the lesson. Don't die before you learn the lesson. Life, life will kill you trying to do it your way. God, I thank you now. Share with your people what you placed on my heart to share. You declared that your word when I go forth void, it would accomplish what you set out for it to accomplish. Now, God, while we are on hold, help us to totally surrender to you. Help us to trust you. Help us to depend on you. That you are our way maker. You are our great provider. And God, we think you've never failed us yet. God, we know you're not going to fail us now. And we thank you. We ask you for nothing today. We thank you (laughs) for everything. Thank you for every trial. Thank you for every tribulation. Thank you. God, we thank you because you allow us to learn lessons, not just for ourselves, but then we can share your goodness. We can tell somebody else that you are a sustainer, that you are a healer, that you are a way maker, that if you just wait on God, he will do it for you. Thank you for the experiences in life. Thank you for the good experiences. Thank you for the bad experiences, because your words say they all work together for the good of them that love you. And those who are called according to your purpose. We thank you. and We praise you. In Jesus' name. Put those hands together.